Hello, everyone. This is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club. We are now episode uh, 187, and I'll be doing my review on John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the third installment of John Wick, which is John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, I strongly suggest you do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, the movie takes place less than an hour after the include after the conclusion of the previous film. So former hitman John Wick is now a marked man and on the run in Manhattan. After the unsanctioned killing of crime lord and new member of the high table, Santino D'Antonio, in the New York City Continental, John is declared excommunicado by his handlers at the high table at, um, sorry, and placed under a $14 million bounty. On the, uh, on the run from assassins, John reaches the New York City uh, Public Library and recovers a crucifix necklace and a marker medallion from a uh, secret catch, sorry, from a secret cachet in, in a book. He fights his way through numerous assassins um, populating New York City until he reaches the director, a woman uh, from his past, of course, who accepts the crucifix as a ticket for safe passage to Casablanca, Morocco. The director also brands Wick to uh, signify that he used up all his favors with her. Meanwhile, the the uh, the adjudicator with the high table meets with Winston, the manager of the New York City Continental, and the Bowery King, the leader of a network of uh, vagrant assassins. And the adjudicator uh, admonishes both for helping John Wick kill Santino D'Antonio and. Both are given seven days to give up their uh, offices or face serious consequences. In Casablanca, um, John meets Sophia, a former friend and the manager of the Casablanca, sorry, of the Casablanca Continental. He presents his marker and asks Sophia to honor it by directing him to the elder, a high-ranking member of the. Um, uh, that's right, sorry, a high-ranking member of the high table. So he can ask to have his uh, bounty waived. Sophia takes him uh, to an assassin named, an assassin named Barada, uh, who tells him, so who tells John that he may find the elder by wandering through the desert until he cannot walk any longer. In exchange for his and for this information, he asks uh, for one of Sophia's dogs. When Sophia refuses, he shoots the dog. In about a rage, Sophia shoots Barada, and the duo fight their way out of the Casbah uh, and flee into the desert. Having fulfilled the her marker, John leaves. Uh, sorry, Sophia leaves John in the desert. He roams until he collapses from exhaustion but is found by the other's men. 
John explains his actions, saying he is, you know, desperate to live on the on to earn the memory of the love of that he once had with his wife. Uh, the elder agrees to forgive John, but only if he assassinates Winston and continues to work for the high table until his death. To show his commitment, he severs his ring finger and gives his wedding ring to the elder. Meanwhile, the adjudicator recruits assassins uh, Zero and his, student, uh, sorry, and his students to enforce the will of the high table. With Zero's help, the adjudicator accosts the director and the Bowery Queen um, as penance. Um, both are uh, maimed. So the Bowery King almost, fa uh, almost fatally, though. So. John arrives back in New York City and is, and is pursued by Zero's men, but he escapes to the Continental and takes a sanctuary. He meets with Winston, who encourages John not to die as a killer, but as a man who, who loved and was loved by his wife. So the adjudicator arrives, but Winston refuses to give up his office. And, refuse, and John refuses to kill Winston. As a consequence, the adjudicator, uh, to consecrate, uh, sorry, to consecrate the Continental, allowing killing in the building. The adjudicator then notifies Zero and his men and sends uh, two uh, busloads of body armor, high table enforcers as their support. Um, with their with, with the help of the hotel's corsage or corsiers, sorry, um, yeah, with the help of the, cor the hotel's corsage, cors yeah, corsage or corsiers, whatever, Sharon, of course, who was in the previous two films, John defends the Continental from the enforcers, killing them with body-piercing shotgun shells. John is then ambushed by Zero and uh, his students, John defeats and kills all but two of the students, of course, then kills Zero. The adjudicator negotiates a parley with Winston, who explains the rebellion as a show of strength and offers penance um, to the high table. John arrives and when the adjudicator identifies him as a threat to the negotiation, Winston shoots John repeatedly, causing John to fall off the Continental's roof. The Continental uh, returns to operation, but the adjudicator informs Winston that John's body had disappeared and that he remains a threat for both of them. So, Meanwhile, a wounded John Wick is delivered to the heavily scarred Bowery King, who tells John he is angry with the high table and will be fighting against them. He asks John if he feels the same way, and John agrees. So that's a, pretty much a setup for the for John Wick Four, which I'm looking forward to, but it's only in two years. So, well, 
But um, I or well, two, three, four, maybe I don't know. But anyway, um, the movie was a masterpiece. So far, all John Wick films were excellent, and this one gets def- this one definitely gets a um uh gets a one hundred percent pretty much. So one hundred out of one hundred pretty much. So yeah, perfect score. No um plot holes. And well, yeah, John Wick did knock the Avengers in game out of first place opening night. So but yeah, it started off with um It started off with $57 million at first. Then, um, you know, it overtook the Avengers Inc. Well, yeah, it took it overtook the Avengers Endgame movie with an opening weekend gross of $92 million. Sorry, $92.2 million. But um, so far, the movie has made um, $182 million. In, bo- in the box office, with the seventy with a seventy five million dollar production budget, so they most definitely got that production budget money back. So, yeah, but yeah, the movie was excellent. The writing was excellent. I like how the shootings the shooting scenes were choreographed. I liked how the fighting was choreographed. The uh, Cinematography was excellent. The lighting was excellent. The camera shots were excellent as well. The um, I like how it was more. How can I say? I like how formal it was. I love I love the Continental Hotel. I love the setting. The setting was beautiful for the Continental Hotel, and of course New York City. But the, but most definitely the Continental Hotels in New York City and um, Morocco, Casablanca, Morocco. So yeah. Uh, I love how, I love how the, um, I love how the fighting scenes were done. I mean, of course, you know, choreographed as well, which I said, which I said earlier, but I love how everything was done and written. I love, you know, like, for like, Holly Berry did her thing, you know, even though it was just one fight scene, but. That's all. That's all she needed, pretty much. So that was perfect, you know. And the dogs were well trained, since you know she did most of the training. But with help of, you know, with a little help of dog trainers, of course. But she also wanted to fight like that. You know, she wanted to fight exactly like John Wick. So you saw. So anyone who has seen the film has definitely saw the female version of John Wick. So yeah, she was a female version. Um, I love her part in. The, I love Polly Berry's part in the film. I love how, you know, it's. I, I love the cliffhanger in the end. So, where the, where Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves will once again be teaming up, in John Wick Four, like they did in the Matrix films. So. Um, yeah. Oh, and I remember too, like when Holly Berry did her training, like uh, judo and you know the gun training or gun kata, you know possibly, possibly gun kata. 
she told a reporter that that was the hardest thing she ever did, you know, as far as training and, you know, shooting. So that was, yeah, her training, I think she broke three ribs or something like that. I don't know. That's just a rumor. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But, yeah, she did confirm that that was the hardest thing she has ever done in the, you know, since decades in the film industry. So, especially 52 as well. She gave it her all. Shoot. I was like, wow. And those dogs, they stole the movie. You know. They were, I mean, so far more than one person has been bent in the nuts by those dogs. And they were bringing people down too. I was like, wow. So those dogs were a big help for John Wick and Sophia as far as escaping the kibosh. So, and I, I was just like, wow. You know, this movie is breathtaking. This it definitely took my breath away. This movie gets two thumbs way, way up. So, but yeah, um, you know, it's not, it wasn't, like I said, there was no love story. So, that was good. I mean, because honestly, I hate seeing most, most action movies, I don't like seeing love scenes or romance, you know, leave that for romantic films, but, you know, not a lot of kissing or anything like that. So, no kissing, no romance, just, Shoot them up, you know. I love it. I love that. That's how you make an action film, you know. No love interest, no love scenes, no, you know, kissy or you know, no sex scenes, none of that. So no romantics, you know. But yeah, that's that's how you make a John Wick. I mean, that's how you make an action film. And so far, this is one of the best best action films I've seen. From Keanu Reeves, well, the John Wick series, of course, since The Matrix. And, well, 47 Ronin as well, so, but other than that, you know, I'd say this is one of the best action films of uh, of the 21st century, oh, well, the best action film of 2019, rather. But, um, honestly, I, I mean, I have to admit that the John Wick Chapter 3 was better than the Avengers Endgame, action-wise. I'm not saying that it was better than the Avengers Endgame, period, but action-wise, it was a lot better. So, there was action at the beginning, middle, and, you know, it was action throughout the film, which is perfect. And the body count was very high. It was a lot higher than um, the first film. The first film, the body count was, I think, a 75, and I think um, with chapter two, I think the body count was, yeah, that's right, 75 for the first film, and I think the body count for the second film was probably 128, but somewhere in the 120s. And then this one, I think it was probably way over 120. But I think so, I think that, well, I think there was 300 kills over 300 kills total throughout the entire film. I mean, throughout the entire series of the films. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. But yeah, I definitely look forward to the, to the next film. I think that's probably going to be like the conclusion, but I don't know. I think they should just keep them coming. But, um, I want, you know, now that the high table, 
Well, I'm pretty sure Hightail was going to know he's alive. So, yeah, I love. I look forward to that day when he pays the high table a visit in the middle of the night. <laughs> That'll be cool, especially in the middle of the night. But um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure the high table now. I'm like, oh man, we can't kill this guy. You know, we're gonna have a huge problem. You know, since we failed to kill him, he's like, oh, he took out all of our men. I mean, that's just the first wave. I don't know, but what else is gonna happen? But uh, we'll see. Because I'm looking forward to the uh, fourth film. So John Wick, John Wick, John Wick. But yeah, um, trying to think what else. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, but yeah, that concludes the review, of course. Um, or, well, critique, too, rather. But, um, yeah, feel, feel free to visit us, like us on Facebook. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music app, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube.